Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And we coming from a basement to your headphones. Barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown. Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos. Now here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome back to the Podcastianos. I'm Jordan Hall, and with me as always, Eric Wayne. Eric, did you enjoy the six-inning masterclass last night from Big Pelf? Oh, it was the worst one-run pitching performance i've ever seen you gotta believe in your pelf but that was bad <laughs> yeah was- my my wife and i saw the, have you seen the impractical jokers it's a, a show i'm on, aware i'm okay. familiar with the concept we saw them live in in toledo which wolf to ohio just in general but we were driving back listening to it on the radio and like with each passing inning that was awful yet somehow still scoreless i just knew that all of my mentions were you know collectively lighting on fire um but it's like one of those gifs or one of those videos that you see of almost traffic accidents <laughs> like a car spins and lands six inches in front of the person like you're you can swear this person's going to get taken out, but they just kind of nudges them. That's what it was. I don't know what it says about me, but I kind of dig it. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's, you know, no. my, my no. self-destructive tendencies, but I kind of dig it. I, I, I'm, I'm a Pell fan. He's, he's obnoxiously competent. It's like if you just close your eyes and squint and just look at how many runs he's given up. It's still a freaking mess. If you even watch it, it's awful. He's walking. He's dicking around. No. I it was think bad. The, the walks bad. will come down. And if it's just the hits and it's not the walks, he'll be fine. I have to tell you, on the side of Pelf, he was getting squeezed. That's, that's what I heard. Big time. Yeah. Big time. So this passing week, we said goodbye to a basketball legend, um, Kobe Bryant. You, you may have heard of him. Um, and during his last game in L.A. on, I believe it was Tuesday, the Lakers brought in the bassist Flea from this band, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, who you also may have heard of. I'm familiar. I've um, been to a I've been to a Red Hot Chili Peppers show. Did, so did you see his his rendition of the national anthem? No. It was you, and you all can YouTube it after. It was 
um, an abomination. It was hard. It was bad. It was Ooh. hardly recognizable as the national anthem. And I'm not like a huge rock and roll guy, so maybe I'm a little little tinted there. But it was like, ugh. Cover your. I was gonna say cover your eyes. Cover your ears. Well, that's what you get for hiring a guy named after a type of market. Yes, and also a less than desirable insect. Yeah, I mean a flea is an insect, right? It's got to be an insect. Uh, if it has six legs, it's an insect. To be honest, I haven't. Counted I learned enough. that. <laughs> I learned that in elementary school. <laughs> you've you've kept that in your mind for a long time. No, mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> So it brings us to an important question. You know, the tune to the national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner. um, I was looking. It just celebrated its 200th anniversary. I think we need to start thinking about do we need to remix the track? Uh, Maybe. It is is a hard song to sing. Um, I, I like the lyrics. The lyrics are good. It's rooted in history. But it's not an easy song to sing. And it's... I, I mean, I guess you have the like historical, you know, it raises the hair on your on your arm just because it, you know, has the the history behind it. But it's not yeah. a particularly jarring song, I wouldn't say. Um, well, I was watching. What was I? Oh, I'm reading the book Devil in the White City. I don't know if it's an actual book with papers and everything. <laughs> and I, I was on vacation. I was on spring. You know, I went to spring training. I'm reading a book. And um, so this was like in the 18, after the Civil War. So it was like turn of the century. And they still did not know what the national anthem was going to be. They were singing My Country Tis of Thee, thinking that, you know, that was the song. So I don't, it, the national anthem is a relatively new thing. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe we should change it. I, th- I think, and not necessarily, you know, wholesale change, but I think just let like Justin Timberlake or someone like that have, have at it, see what he can come up with. I think we could do worse. That's that's the guy you want. Yes, of of course. JT's the man. It doesn't get any better than JT. JT is music. You need to expand your horizons. <laughs> all. Um, so anyway, this brings us to this week's leadoff question: Which member of the Tigers would you imagine to be the best musician? Mm. I'll let you go first. I, I I'm going to go with Victor Martinez. Oh, interesting. It's Victor Martinez. He plays the accordion. Really? How, how did I not know that? You did not know that? No. No, a couple of years ago, there's a big piece. It's about how he plays the accordion. That, that feels this like a, been... a Lynn column. Yeah, or Gage. Gage would be all over that. There was <laughs> there was uh, footage on like the pregame show of him playing his accordion. Interesting. And did you see recently John Smoltz on you know MLB Network Baseball Tonight or whatever it was playing his uh, accordion? I did not. Yeah, yeah. Go figure. Yeah, Weird Al would be proud. That's two more accordion players than I thought Major League Baseball had. Um, so the obvious choice here, I thought, was Norris. He practically has a record deal already. Um, but He's got the face for it. I'm going off the beaten path. I, for one, can see Gene Lamont playing a mean guitar, possibly as some sort of like weird two-piece indie country folk rock band with, uh, say, Country Joe West. I could see him playing one of those upside down wash tubs with a string. <laughs> That's what I could see. 
Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can um, at podcastianos.com or on the Twitter. I am at Jordan Hall 23. Eric is at Comerica Eric, and the show is at podcastianos.com. And we would love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. If you do, uh, take a screenshot of your review and tweet it to me or to the show's account. Um, I'll re- retweet it out there and, and show you some love. Yeah, it's it's a quick way to, you know, get retweeted and just get complimented for nothing. <laughs> I'm Blaine Hardy and you're listening to the podcast Yanos. So we start off our, our Tiger Sock this week with a bit of injury news. You all already know James McCann hit the DL after rolling his ankle on uh, first base and then that was followed by a collision with, with John Jaso, who has the best here in baseball. Um, Salty has stepped in. We called up Bobby Wilson. Anything else you want to add? Um, do you think we could have milked the Brian Holiday situation out? That's like, you know what I mean? Like, kept him on the roster to because we didn't need Green until a certain point. Like, try to hang on to him for a little while, or did we do the right thing? I think had we known that McCann was going to get hurt, then, well, yeah. then yes, absolutely. But I mean, McCann was fairly hardy last year. He didn't miss much many games. Like, I. I guess I just don't see any way to have, have seen this coming. You know what I mean? Like it, it's kind of a fluke thing. You know, had we been able to keep him for for three weeks, yeah, that would have that would have been great. I don't know. I and and he, I, I looked it up. He's hitting one seventy six for Texas right now. Oh, let's. So that's Bobby Wilson esque. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bobby Wilson esque is built like the fourth Molina brother too. <laughs> you see this dude? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's uh, awesome. I I kind of like him though. He seems like a bro. Not to. I don't know. It's a, it's a phrase I use probably more than your average person, but he seems like a bro. Just like judging him without ever seeing, knowing him. No, but it, yeah, I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. So, Eric, correct me if I'm wrong, but last okay. year it seemed like the Tigers, and I will say we from here on out when referring to the Tigers because I'm a, a part of the club. I'm cool with that. Um, we had a habit of doing um, the majority of our scoring early. And then either going on cruise control with a lead or just kind of rolling over and dying when trailing. Does that, does that seem fair last year? Yeah, I would say so. So far this season, coming into uh, today's action, which is Saturday, the Tigers have scored in the seventh inning or later seven of the first nine games. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I felt like I was trying to keep track of that as we go because even from the first game, scoring runs you know after k-rod gave up the lead made me think mm-hmm. hey this is different than last year's tigers I yeah love it's it. like uh insurance runs now a lot of you know i because we've been ahead quite a bit like there's not a lot of come from that i mean we're tacking on insurance runs yeah it's, it's that saved our concept. ass a couple times yeah especially due to our next topic which is aggressive base running um it's been a hot button issue amongst Tigers Twitters. Um, in we saw in spring, Brad Osmus wanted to implement. You know, he spent lots of time working on, and has been much maligned since, an aggressive uh, philosophy for base running. So far, to my tally, that's worked out for us exactly zero times. Mm, yeah, I think maybe we just gotta like embrace who we are, and who we are is not a much of a base running team. I mean, not for sure, not stolen bases, but we can be a little bit station to station. Now, okay, that's step one. Step two is you got to get rid of the stupid stuff, yes. don't you? Yeah, and not. How to... do you get rid of stupid? 
I don't think you can. Um, I should have screenshotted the tweet, but Ryan Schilling, who does, I believe uh, he's the PA announcer for the, the Spartan yeah. basketball team, he oh. tweeted something to the effect of earlier today about tonight's game, which I haven't, I, I must admit, I haven't seen any of, um, that it's a statistical anomaly how many poor base runners and like lack of instinctual base runners the Tigers have. Yeah. And I, I tend to agree. Like, you got the slow guys, you know, JD, Victor, Miggy, Salty, etc. And then you have the guys who are, you know, Ghost, Castellanos, Iglesias even. Kinsler. Kinsler, who have no discernible base running instincts. It's just yep. and, you know, instantly Tiger Twitter, all Osmus's fault, which, you know, obviously right. this the the manager is the man that's ultimately responsible for it. And maybe I'm too much of a an Osmus apologist, but the stupid stuff, I have a hard time pinning on him. You know what I mean? You can review a lot of situations in spring training, but at some stage you need the players to have their mind on what's going on in the game and evaluate for themselves and make a base running decision. And, and maybe is that focus? Is he not keeping the focus of his players? That feels harsh on him too. I don't, I, maybe it's just, uh, the perfect storm of <laughs> that seems fair, but like you say, I, I think we need to maybe scale back the aggressiveness thing. It's just like you say, it's not on the cards for this current makeup. Like we just don't have the Royals' ability to take the extra base, top just top to bottom. Well, right, and just be smart. Be smart. Be smart. I think I disagree a little bit on Kinsler. Like he made a an in individual error, as has uh, Castellanos. Dude, Kinsler Ghost. gets picked off first. He's not paying attention. I guess Kinsler is Kinsler is a little bit that guy. Okay, but let's let's talk some. <laughs> you let me talk you right into that. Yes, I know. I know <laughs> that you're right. It's it's one of those things that where I I want what I to have what I said to be correct, but I know what you said is. Okay, let's, Kinsler, let's sing to some of his praises. Oh, um, yes. He has kept on hitting this week. I'm not sure if you noticed that. I have noticed. Um, he is now hitting 350 uh, with three home runs. And to the, the last when, – when I wrote this, these stats, he uh, had our only steal on the season. Um, let's see. I, I was starting in my notes to say, um, you know, can he keep this going? I think the better question is, is there a reason to think that he can't keep this going? I mean, age, um, you know, at second base, older guys don't always fare very well, but I think, I think he's going to outpace expectations and expectations are, uh, a pretty stable decline. Yeah, I think and we, I think he's going to oh, maintain because he's such a good athlete, good shape, the right kind of build. I think he's going to hold up very well. And he doesn't I mean, not to say he doesn't play hard, but he doesn't play with that like Josh Donaldson, Bryce Harper. I'm going to run into the wall to make a play type of like he's he's smart, physical. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's not wearing himself out for sure with media <laughs> or smiling. Or any of that kind of nonsense. Yeah, Shane Green is is in his same <laughs> camp. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're you know just at what point do you say to yourself, I am not going to interview this man. I don't care if he hit the game winning home run. I, why stick a microphone in his face? Yeah, the purpose of interviewing somebody is to have other people watch and enjoy said interview. We're like, yeah, hear something unique or meaningful. <laughs> 
Um, a couple a couple stats from from Kinsler. His his batting average on balls in play is three forty four this year, which is which is high. But last year when he was not quite as good, it was three twenty three. So that's only marginally better. Right. Um, and this this one, I actually told Whitney this stat. She looked at me like, why are you telling me this? But he hit his third home run already. He yeah. didn't reach his third home run until July 9th last year. Wow, July 9th. Yeah. Wow. Which, I don't know. He's looked good. He's looked strong. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I, I loved the move when we got him, and I quickly cooled on him since. But I'm, I'm starting to, to find more of a soft spot in my heart. I think fans, fans in Detroit are very cool on Kinsler. By cool, not mean, not meaning, oh, that's cool. I mean, cool as in temperature. How many Kinsler jerseys do you see? Yeah, he's kind of a, he's kind of a nondescript dude too. Yeah, nobody, nobody's favorite Tiger is Kinsler. And I think. Which is weird because he's a good ball player. Yeah, but I think for people to pick you as their Tiger, there has to be like a little bit of personality to go on. Like Mickey, as good as he is, he's he's all personality too. Like yeah. Verlander. I mean, obviously he's, have you seen Miggy's Snapchat? I, I've, I know that it's great, but I'm not on Snapchat enough to like watch it. It's worth it just to see Miggy. So it's pretty good. Okay. So, uh, another naturally another big talking point, um, so far is the Tigers bullpen. Um, it's been, you know, not to not to jinx, you know, knocking on wood. So far, it's been pretty good. Do you think Tigers Twitter will ever feel comfortable with our bullpen? Are those scars so deep that they will never heal? Well, history has a lot to do with it, and K Rod has a lot to do with it. If it, if K Rod were locking down the ends of games, I think we would be really, really amped up about this bullpen. In the last in the last three outings, he has. I mean, I believe only one of them were safe was safe situations, but yeah, but a lot of hard hit balls and the sp- the spread bet- between the changeup and the fastball is not very good. The fastball is off his pace, and he's still getting hit around a little bit. Yeah. Like he he had that one uh, was a double play to end the game. Mm-hmm. Was that this week? Which was I mean, a smash. Well, which was smoked. Yes, I mean. He's had if he's had some bad luck to start the first few games, he's had some good luck. And I think the fact remains is his stuff is still getting hit. Uh, Speaking to that, he has two strikeouts at five appearances. That's not ideal. Not for your closer. My my thought. Hear me out here is I don't know if this is true of everybody, but at least for me personally, physically, I am better and looser, and I would perform better in warmer climates. Okay. I'm hoping that as the summer progresses, we get a little warmer. You know, we're not freezing our butts off in Pittsburgh. Hopefully, the stuff comes back. He's throwing a little bit harder, a little more separation. Right. You know, that's obviously but Tiger's tinted glasses. Miami, Miami was the first two games. There, that's, that, that, that's very true, and yeah. Um, Justin Wilson, he has been incredible, still hasn't yeah. allowed a run seven K's and four in a third. I know you have some strong opinions on him. I'll just, I'll just get out of here for your way. I think he's good. Yeah. Um, I believe the phrase you used was used was demigod. D- did I use demigod? I, I, I feel good about that. Justin Wilson excites me in ways that are inappropriate. 
he, he's left-handed. I love left-handers out of the bullpen. He throws hard, and he's mowing guys down. He is the best addition. He's better than Lowe. He's better than K-Rod. He's the best thing to happen in our bullpen for a long time. And I we love... gave up Luis Sessa for him. No disrespect to Luis, but... But I couldn't believe Sessa was starting for the Yankees. Or not starting. He was. He made the club, he, yeah. Thank you, yes. And I was like, really? The Yankees are that? Well, they truly got rid of half their bullpen. I mean, Ugh. obviously, Wilson's gone. Sessa. I feel like there was another another piece that they lost. But, you know, seven, seven eight, nine, they're okay. Right. So, uh, yes, I do love Justin Wilson. What percentage of your love for him is uh, body composition related? A lot. I'm ashamed to admit. And some, I'd say it's, I'd say it's sixty percent body, twenty percent Phil Coke uh, hangover <laughs> love, and twenty percent pitching performance. Does that add up to a hundred? Sure. Are there any other players that I should know of that you have um... unreasonable love for? Yeah, <laughs> I, I have unreasonable love for a lot of players. I don't know. Speaking of unreasonable love, um, Alex Wilson is back with the club. We yeah. sent, we sent down Buck. We'll we'll talk about Buck later in the, in the pick to click section. And um, Blaine Hardy, we did we didn't talk about him at all last week. Blaine Hardy is um, back with Toledo, and he is due to join the club again shortly, which I'm pumped about. Our bullpen has good options. We have people coming back. It's feeling healthy and strong. Once again, I should I should have taken a screenshot. Somebody tweeted something to the one of the Tigers beat reporters tweeted something effect of it's nice to be able to send good pitchers, you know, from your bullpen yeah. to Toledo. That's right. such a weird feeling. Yeah, yeah. Why did they? Do we still have Kenzing up? Kenzing is up. Um, why did we send? Why did we? Why at, didn't we send Kenzing down? As block? I know it, we would have to to DFA Kenzing, oh. and apparently and Buck he, had just pitched, so that maybe yeah. they thought, okay. I can't imagine Kenzing wouldn't have made it through waivers, but you know, I don't know. He he's pitched okay. He's been he's been fine. He's all right. Um, Verhagen and Lowe, uh, who are two two of the other key members of the bullpen, the numbers don't look amazing, but I think both of them are a case of the statistics not telling the whole story. Yeah. Verhagen. Dan and Jim were talking about it last night. One of the most unlucky innings ever. Yeah. Um, the 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 missed called third strike on Starling Marte. That was so obnoxious. And even though I do enjoy a Marte parte, <laughs> I, I know it's I know it's played, but that is one of my favorite. Um, I don't I don't get I don't know. <laughs> yeah, those two guys have been good. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm feeling good, better vibes. I feel like we're killing some bullpen demons. If K Rod can just get his acts together, things will be wonderful. Yeah, and Low, uh, he's given up earned runs in three separate appearances. But if I'm not mistaken, they're all they were all in like when we had three and four run leads, That's and scary. it was like you know instances that you would trade outs for runs. Run, yeah, yeah, runs for outs. There we there we go. But I think it's just. We went from the very bottom in bullpen quality. Even if now we're somewhere in the middle, it just feels good. It yeah. feels better. And we're we're not to the very tippy top, but we're somewhere in the middle, and that's great. And I think we could get there. Like I, I think yeah, the pieces could. are there to sustain this, which, you know, I don't know if this if we sustain this if we are the tippy top, but you know. 
bullpens come and bullpens go. I think top ours third. has a chance. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely top third. Great. Okay, are you ready for some quick hitters? Yeah. Okay, the first one. Um, Rod Allen and Kirk Gibson have both been in the booth with Mario um, so far this season. Who do you who do you like and why? Oh no, oh no. Uh, this is probably the most controversial thing I'm going to say, but I prefer Rod. I prefer Rod. Rod is a more seasoned broadcaster, mm-hmm. and Gibby is just—he sounds dry. Yes, definitely. he sounds very dry. And I know Rod does not always have the most intricate of analysis. He doesn't. But he keeps it moving at a little better pace. And I know Gibby has the pedigree. He is Kirk Gibson, right? But I actually prefer Rod. Sorry. I came into the year – I don't want to – don't want to ruffle any feathers, but I actually didn't like Gibby in the booth. I was firmly in the Rod camp. You know, I know a lot of people make fun of Rod, but I I think Rod is endlessly amusing. Maybe not always for the reasons he wants, but – I, I think Rod is fun. And Gibby last year was just so dry. But for whatever reason, I feel like he's been goofy as all get out every time he's been in the booth in kind mm-hmm. of that same fun way as Rod. There's just not as much voice inflection, and it's yeah. it's just a little harder to take. The point that I sometimes make about Rod in the booth is you and I listen or watch how many baseball games? A hundred and some baseball games a year. If you are watching 10 or 12 baseball games a year, it's an entirely different thing, but we're listening to him night in and night out. So um, you listen to anybody say talk for four hours, three and a half or however long every night you're going to repeat yourself. The the people are going to repeat themselves. There's no, no way around that. Yeah, definitely. So I don't mind Rod. And and Gibby, I think, has he, – he has, like you say, the more intricate knowledge, which which I appreciate. Um, but he also has some <laughs> some interesting knowledge. I remember during one of the Pirates games, he was talking about the process of blinking in the batter's box, which what? I'm like – he said that, you know, when, when you're up there waiting for the pitcher, you don't want to blink like when he's going into his motion or you'll, it'll throw off all your timing, which I've never thought about, but it doesn't feel like – that big of is that like a sniper you have to like pull the trigger between heartbeats i i i mean I've, it does feel Very like a fairly apt too. analogy okay let's move on nice. um the foul ball dude i feel like that could have been you i wish i never caught a ball i, I have i haven't either um he was on sports center you I, I when we were texting you remembered his name we probably should give him a, a shout out oh what was it oh bill duggan bill duggan yeah, I did remember his name. Local That's local shameful. tiger celebrity. Um, just I, five balls. I love wow. that he gave them all to a kid. But had he yeah. known that he was going to get five that day, do you think he would have like held on to all of them? I think I might have. He got he afterwards. It looked like he gathered in his children like the Pied Piper <laughs> and, and got a picture with all of them. Yeah, I guess so, that I guess that works the same. It's all for what you can put on Instagram. Yeah, I mean he got he got the fame. Um, okay, the next next quick hitter. Are you still worried about Justin Upton? No, no, I'm not. Did you see his moonshot? That was incredible. Four fifty one to the camera. Line. What I loved so- about that was was Kutch just like ran, ran. Was like then all of a sudden he stopped, and it just kept going. Like I know that's how 
you know, fielding home runs works. <laughs> but it was – I don't know. I found that particularly – He ran to enjoyable. the wall. And then when he got to the wall, he stopped. <laughs> he stopped well before the wall. I, I'm just picking on you all. I like I like Justin Upton, and I know that I know that you don't, but I'm I'm telling you, believe in him. Yeah. <laughs> all right, last one, and I know this is not a quick hitter topic, um, but you wanted to talk about it, so I threw it in here. Is Castellanos breaking out? Uh, I wanted to talk about this. Oh man, uh, he's good. This might this, you know, the last how many years? Three years we've got said. Mm-hmm. Is Castellanos going to break out? Is Castellanos going to break out? And we talked about it like the first episode of this podcast. And I said, you know, not because of his off-season workout, not because of this or that, just because he's of a Not because he's a, he's a dad now. Yeah, no, not, not that. He's just of the right age and he's played the right amount of years where um, he's going to, you know, probably start playing better. And he, what he's been doing to first pitches mm-hmm. – that's very – I find that interesting. Why are pitchers not – maybe I'm, I'm not watching the game tonight, but it was like five first pitches of at-bats. Yeah, oh, he yeah. needs to enjoy it while, while it's a thing because yeah, it quickly well. they will adjust. Um, so I, I have some stats. Hitting 324, two dubs, two homers, seven ribs. Um, I want everything that you say to be true, but I do have a little bit of cold water to throw on the proverbial fire. Nine strikeouts and no walks so far this year. Oh, well, we know he can when the ball is in the zone. We know he can hit. We know he's got some power. It's it's all it's all play discipline, right? Yeah, and, it's all about play discipline. And hopefully throughout the the course of the season that will progress. Boy, a nine walks on or a nine strikeouts on zero walks. I'm I'm not good with numbers, but that doesn't feel like the best of ratios. That's poopy. Uh, speaking of poopy, do you want to get to your power rankings? Laugh it off, Paul. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, okay. We have power rankings. Of course, there's choices. Um, this feels we, like a good night for some for some minivan rankings. Do you have those ones ready? Uh, we could go. We could go model of minivans. Okay. You know, that is, that's an option. That's an option. 
Um, we also have ways to prepare and eat potatoes. <laughs> I'm sold. Let's talk potatoes. Potatoes. All right. People in Idaho, I hope you're listening. Talk about some potatoes. I would assume assume they are. I don't, I don't see why we're, they wouldn't we're, be. We're huge in Idaho. <laughs> Big listener base over there. There's tens of people that listen to this podcast already. So, all right, ways to eat potatoes. Um, top seven, starting with number seven, uh, garlic roasted potatoes, just roasted. So I prefer for this dish, like the little potatoes, mm-hmm. like the new potatoes. Sometimes they call them. They're just little. You cut them in half, or if you have bigger potatoes, you cut them up into chunks. You put like oil and garlic, and you just roast them in the oven. Fair. They're roasted potatoes. That's it. They're simple. They're delicious. You know, they could be higher on the list, but you don't see them that often. It's kind of a thing you make at home. Absolutely. Okay. Number six is potato salad. Ugh, woof. Now, potato salad, no children like to eat potato salad. And, you know, as a young person, I did not like potato salad. I'm not a big mayonnaise and mustard fan. But as I've gotten older, um, my mom-in-law makes some nice homemade potato salad. If you're having a summer picnic and you're having a burger or a brat, what are you going to have with it? Chips. It's kind of cool and refreshing. You're going to have some potato salad. All right. I like the red skin potato salad. That's it's number six. It's not on the top. That's that's at negative three. All right, we'll we'll keep going. (laughs) Five mashed. Okay, mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes are a situational potato preparation. I feel like you're gonna have these for like a a nice Sunday dinner, or you're gonna have them during Thanksgiving. Hmm. Right, that's mashed potatoes time, and they're just like a vessel for the gravy. And to eat with the meat. Yeah. I never Yeah, to make the yeah, the volcano. I would never order mashed potatoes in a restaurant. But like my dad likes to go to Cracker Barrel and order mashed potatoes. It's a dad thing. That's number five. Okay. No number four is twice baked potatoes. (laughs) Have you ever had twice baked potatoes? I haven't. When once just isn't enough. It's not enough. You know, Thrice baked potatoes would be too much. Right out. But twice baked potatoes are perfect. This is when you bake a potato, you um, you cut them in half, you scoop out the innards, and then you mash them, and then you add cheese or maybe sour cream, and then you put cheese on the top, and then you bake them again. That sounds delicious. I don't know if I've ever had that. Oh, they're terrific. Twice baked potatoes. That's number four. Number three is shredded hash browns. Okay, now you're talking. You get your breakfast, you know, and uh, you got the eggs, you got some meat, and you got to have hash browns with ketchup mm-hmm. on. Heinz ketchup. I love hash browns. But people, hash brown preparers that are listening, please brown your hash Absolutely. browns. Absolutely. You can't let them be like starchy and mushy in the middle. You got to really, not quite burnt, but you want them like crisp. Don't you? Oh, for sure. Definitely. I'm completely with you. Okay. That's number three. Number two is potato skins. Hmm, okay. Potato skins. And I'm just realizing that I totally me- I'm messing up. So potato skins are number two. <laughs> potato skins are number two. And number one and a half are chips. Potato chips. Okay. 
because they're good. I like to eat potato chips with uh, – I like salt and vinegar potato chips. Oh. What? Hard pass. Hard pass. You don't like those? No. And I also like to eat potato chips with ketchup. Like really? Ketchup. Okay. What a, Ketchup and mayo or just, just ketchup? No, just ketchup. Hmm. Just ketchup. Interesting. Um, do you prefer the um, the smooth potato chips or do you like the beefy ruffled potato chips? It depends. I don't like plain ruffles, but if you're doing like sour cream and cheddar, I'll take the ruffles because they they gather more seasoning. Yeah, but just like I'd, I'd prefer just a regular Lay's yeah. as opposed to if we're if we're talking plain. But they all pale in comparison to Doritos, obviously. Oh no, no, <laughs> Dorito, no. I don't like Doritos. Which is weird because I love nachos, but it's the powder thing. Have you ever had Doritos with cheese on top, like baked as nachos? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm ashamed to admit it. Have you ever had potato chip nachos? Like Lay's or Ruffles or something like that? Yeah. I have yeah. not, but I'm sure it would be okay. a unique it's, sensation, so to speak. You know, you told me that you your life changed when I told you to stagger the bananas. Oh, for sure. Definitely. This is going to be another life-changing moment for you. Okay, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. You're going to get out a plate. Size isn't that important. You're going to put your potato chips, and then you're going to get semi-sweet chocolate chips. What? And you are going to sprinkle the chocolate chips onto the potato chips, and you're going to put them in the microwave for just like 15, maybe 30 seconds, just so the chocolate chips melt. And then you're going to pull those bad boys out <laughs> I can see that being good. I might have to try that. It's darn good. <laughs> it's darn good. It's not very healthy for you. No? It's not a I'm, this I'm is surprised. a some, Cookie Monster would say this is a sometimes food. <laughs> I was unaware that Cookie Monster told us how how often we needed to eat certain foods. Yeah, he's a big health advocate now. He's kind of a douche. I mean, if I want to eat if I want to eat this all the time, I'm going to eat this all the time. Back yeah, off, like, monster. You should be telling me how to eat. Yeah, work on patience and then come talk to me. All right, so I'm bodging the power rankings. This is like worst power rankings ever. We can discuss okay. that next week on the, on the power, power rankings of Eric's power rankings. This is crap. Uh, okay, number one. Do you know which one is number one? Uh, sweet potatoes? No, it's French fries. Oh, yeah, obviously. French fries like, are number I'm one. An idiot. French fries you can get anywhere. There's different cuts. I prefer kind of thin French fries. Yeah, absolutely. They're salty, they're crunchy. You can dip them in lots of ketchup, which is what I do. <laughs> you can have them with like some garlic aioli, which oh, is yeah. fancy for like mayonnaise garlic stuff. Yeah, definitely. You can put stuff on French fries, you know, cheesy chili French fries. I don't really like that preparation as much as other people do because I feel like they get soggy. You know what would be great is French fries with the Taco Bell pumper cheese on top. Really? Oh yeah, like I'm all cheese. about the the Taco Bell pumper cheese. So like the pudding cheese. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> anyway, I like. All right, but French fries. We could. Everybody can agree that French fries are delicious. Yeah, it's, there's a reason everything comes with French fries. If you're going to a restaurant and you pick out like a sit down restaurant mm-hmm. and you're getting a burger or a sandwich or a wrap or something and it comes with chips, what percentage of the time are you going to add the the French fries? If it comes with like home, like house-made chips, with, yeah, it comes with it, chips. I'll, I'll take the chips. I mean, those those two Will are you? pretty close in my book. Yeah, because you're kind of cheap, or because you really like the I'm chips. Definitely cheap. It's I'm not I'm I'm cheap enough to you know for that to bridge the gap between chips to fries. I'm kind of with you. Like it depends on the quality of the chips. 
Yeah. Um, but I'm probably 80% of the time I'm going with the fries. Now, what if, now what if tots were an option? Mm, probably not. Because restaurant tots are just like, I don't know. Yeah. Tots are, tots are pretty much tots. Let's be honest. What rest, how many restaurants are offering top? In know? Traverse City, all kinds. We have so many hipsters really? up here. Oh, yeah. Okay. Tater Tots probably should have made the top seven, too, if I wasn't doing a crap job. <laughs> I like Tater Tots. This is, I'm, this is coming right off the rails. Okay, worst, worst. Number three worst from the worst is sweet potatoes. What? I don't like sweet potatoes. Oh, no, okay. no. Potatoes are supposed to be kind of salty. And... I get so confused. Am I supposed to dip the sweet potato in ketchup? No. You just well, enjoy and then, it. You salt it and no, you enjoy it. No, because then it's weird. It's orange and weird. And, uh, no, I don't. I want regular russets. <laughs> Number two is scalped. And scalped is not bad because of the cheesiness. It's bad because of kind of the weird casserole consistency sometimes. Okay. So that's number two from, or second from the worst. And number one worst is baked, just regular baked. A baked potato on its own is like worthless. It's styrofoam, right? <laughs> Who's going to get a baked potato and just eat it? No. The only thing baked potatoes are good for as a, is as a vessel for other things. Bacon, sour cream, cheese, butter. Ketchup. What? I don't know. I was, I was picking up on your ketchup theme. No, you don't. Oh, it's all wrong. Anyway, baked potatoes are the worst, especially if they're kind of like, I don't know, chalky and just kind of dry. I'm not feeling it. We've all been That's there. The worst. This is the worst power rankings. <laughs> Tots and chips should have been on my top seven. I'm gonna do that. I'm kicking out garlic roasted and potato salad. Definitely kick potato salad to the curb. Yeah. All right, let's right. let's go down on the farm. Yeah. Insert Bob Evans drop here. Once again, hashtag maybe next week. <laughs> Come on, Hall. You promised. We definitely will have it. This week, there was a lot of upheaval in the Hall household. And oh. by that, I mean I forgot until yesterday and was really busy the last two days. Do you want to talk about it? Okay. No, I, I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. I don't at all. Okay. It's very dramatic. Okay, um, I have hitters this week, which is an unusual position, and you have yeah. pitchers. Um, yeah. Would you like me to go first? Because usually hitters get the the top billing. Yeah. Okay, I, I have two. Um, one, Dix, I picked Dixon Machado. He went four for 13, which is not particularly great. Two walks and two steals. But one of those steals happened to be of note Ooh, when yeah. he stole home. Um Derek Hill also stole home, but I like Dixon because he follows me on Twitter, so he gets the gets Derek the mention. Derek Hill also stole home? Same night. Really? It's the first time in minor league history. Just both were straight steals of home? Straight steals of home. Also, I have no idea if that was the first time in minor league history, but it feels like it could be. Um, I have a question for you about stealing home. Correct. Do you remember the famous clip of Jackie Robinson mm-hmm. stealing home? That gets like a million plays. Oh, on. yeah. Every time I watch that clip, I look at it and I'm like, I think he's out. <laughs> Have you ever noticed it? Like, I, I think he's out. I've never this, looked at it that closely, but I certainly could be. I have to look at it again. But on first glance, every time I'm like, I think he's out. To be fair, the way things went for Jackie that first year, if he were out, I think he would have been called out. You know what I mean? 
Maybe he, that... he had things rough. Yeah, I know. But next next time I see it, I'm for sure going to look at it. And look, if... you tell me if I'm I'm wrong, listeners. If we if we have listeners out there in the ether, tell me if I'm wrong, and maybe it'll maybe a hundred people will tweet me and say, "What are you talking about?" But I I don't know. I, I've never told anybody this in my entire life. I feel like we're getting a real breakthrough here. Oh, absolutely. But I feel like Jackie was out. Um, my other down on the farm, and this was the one that I actually wanted to talk about. Um, 2015 first rounder, Kristen? Is that what? Is that or is it Christian? It's, it's spelled Christian. okay. It's spelled Kristen. Somebody needs to work on their spelling. Kristen. Well, maybe it is Kristen. Christian. Yeah, it is Kristen. It's Kristen because right. it's Kristen Stewart. We always laughed like about the actress. Yeah, Kristen Stewart. Okay. Pretend I didn't know. Is Kristen Stewart a famous actress? I'm assuming I, from context. Uh, are you familiar with the work of Twilight? I've I've heard of. I mean, obviously, I know it's a phenomenon. I have not seen them. Yeah, she's the actress in the Twilight. Series. Fair enough. The the baseball Kristen um, went five for twenty four this past week, which is not impressive. That's roughly two hundred, but three bombs on the week, bringing his total to four. Um, so that's that's not bad. There weren't there weren't a ton of great performances to choose from this week. So really, those were the highlights. However, another guy that did have a great week. Um, we talked about him last week, and I think we're just gonna have a weekly Ninja Purtle update. Brett, oh yeah, Ninja Purtle. Brett Purtle, um, our our favorite second base in place for the Whites uh, White Caps. <laughs> seven for twenty four on the week, four ribs, season average of uh, three sixty four. You should definitely follow him on Twitter at Ninja Purtle thirteen. He's the fir- he's the fifth Purtle, fifth, <laughs> fifth Ninja Turtle. What's his weapon? A bat, a bat, obviously. A bat. What color? What color uh, mask does he have? Um, what's left? Purple. Um, Fuchsia. He could be no, because green is like the the color of turtles. And, yeah. Yellow. Is there, a, is there a yellow? Sure. Yellow. Yeah. It's yellow now. We just decided. <laughs> we're we're basically writing Ninja Turtle baseball fan fiction as we go. <laughs> Just big stuff. I always assumed this podcast would end up going there. Yeah, <laughs> you make fun of like other people, though. We're we're worse. Yes, much worse. Um, is it my turn? Yes. Okay. Uh, the pitcher I'm going with plays for the West Michigan Whitecaps, which is the Low A affiliate, and I'm going with uh, a fellow by the name of Spencer Watkins. Are you familiar with the work of Spencer? A little bit. So Spencer's last outing, he went six innings, only one hit, no earned runs, a base on one base on balls, but nine strikeouts. It's not not impressive. So he um, let me tell you a little bit more about Spencer. Please do. He's six one, 190 pounds. He's from Western Oregon University and he's from Monmouth. Is that how you say that? That's how they say the college. I don't know if the town is is the same oh. way. One would assume, right? Mon. It sounds like one of those, like a mammoth. It's not. <laughs> it's a Monmouth. Um, thirtieth round, twenty fourteen draft. He's from Western Oregon. I said that already. Um, so his ERA on the year is one sixty nine, which is nice. Yes, it is. So turn down for Watkins. <laughs> Okay, uh, are you ready to move on to to yes. looking ahead? Yes. Okay, so here here are the matchups in the coming week. We're recording on Saturday, not Sunday, so we have the Sunday matchup, which is Anibal Sanchez against Mike Fires. Um, we move on to KC on Tuesday, which will be an enormous series, even in what is this April? 
Um, you have Shane Green against Jordano Ventura, uh, Jordan Zimmerman against Ian Kennedy, and Big Pelth against Volquez. And obviously these are all, you know, t- to be determined, but that's, this is how it's supposed to line up. Yep. And then uh, Friday, we're home against the Indians for three. Verlander against uh, Josh Tomlin. Anibal Sanchez against Corey Kluber on Saturday. And uh, Sunday is Shane Green again against Carlos Carrasco. Any pitchers in that group you're especially looking forward to seeing? I'm actually looking forward to seeing Shane, more Shane Green. Yeah, definitely. He... In fact, if are we doing pick-to-click? We are. All right. I'll go a pitcher this time. I'm going to go Shane Green. I'm feeling I'm feeling it for Shane. I, I also had, had Shane Green. Oh, did you? Uh, did, I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's it's okay. We can we we both get a win for next week, I suppose. I'll pick somebody else. You may have Shane Green. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I'm th- th- thanks, buddy. Uh, I'm I'm enjoy. I, I look forward to seeing Corey Kluber. He's actually kind of a, a slow starter, so it'll be nice to see him in April. Hopefully, we can get one off him. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing Francisco Lindor. I I really like him as a player. Um, I'd rather see him play for us, but right you now. He he plays against us, so we're just gonna have to get used. He's to that. the shortstop for the Indians. Yeah, great defensive player. Um, he he his, was almost rookie of the year last year. Yeah, his uh, his walk up song. You know that cheerleader song. <laughs> that would be the one. That that's his walk up song, which I thought was kind of funny. I wouldn't wouldn't have pegged that as a, a walk up type song, but you what know. would be your walk up song, Hall? Um, that's a good question. Verlander stuff or Justin. Timberlake stuff. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> we should we should have a, a a section where we pick our our song. Maybe next week we'll we'll, we'll see how much content the Tigers give. Mine us. would be peanut butter jelly time, probably. <laughs> Naturally, get some John Mayer waiting on the world to change. Stop it. That was complete sarcasm. So, <laughs> no, I don't. I'm I'm not a not a John Mayer guy. I'm not a I'm not a douche. Okay, picks the click. <laughs> Fix the click. Uh, you're taking green. Oh, we should. Are we going to review? Yeah, first? we should. Okay. Let, both of our picks last week were hashtag fire emoji. JD nine for eighteen, two doubles, a home run, and five ribs. That's five hundred. That's a good yes. week. Yes, yes, that's a great week. I chose Buck. Two appearance uh, appearances, three innings pitched, no hits or runs, one walk, four Ks. But and I think this gives the edge to you. He was demoted at the end of the week. So one player, the Tigers still valued enough to keep on the team. One player <laughs> did not. They did not. So that's uh, the trump card, big guy. So week one goes to, to Eric and and yep. JD Martinez. Yep. Um, so I I have the one that's been established at this point. I'm taking Shane Green this week. Yep. Um, two start week. I was looking, Royals hitters are hitting collectively 163 against him with only three extra base hits in four, uh, 43 at-bats. And the Indians, let's be honest, they're they're not the, the greatest of hitting offenses. So I, I think this could be a, a good week for my boy, Shane Green, who mm. I posted in the in the the first inning of the past of this past start against the, the Pirates. He had a, a pitch sequence to Andrew McCutcheon that was absolutely untouchable. Like you, you couldn't have hit it if you were the best hitter in the world. Then obviously, you know, things went downhill for him in the, in the next, you know, inning and two thirds and people were all over me. Oh, you like someone who sucks. And um, instantly, you know, things start turning around. My mentions, they cool off very quickly. Shane Mm -hmm. green has electric stuff. He's such, he's so fun to watch. I, I love Shane green. I hope he sticks. And, you know, was he rusty? Sure. Aren't we all? 
Yeah. Yeah. We're all day to day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I got Shane Green. Who do you have this week? Oh man. I don't know. Um, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Justin Wilson. Don't I just see, don't see why not. I just proclaimed my love for him. So he's going to be my pick to click this year. This he's due to regress, I suppose, because he hasn't given up anything all year. So I'm going to stick with him though. This is like, do you pick the team, the NBA or the NCAA team the, who won their conference tournament to win, to win the NCAA tournament? Ooh. You're like, Oh, they're the hot hand, but do you really expect them to win, uh, however many games that is in a row, like 10 games in a row. I think six, yeah. This is like some hashtag philosophy going on yeah. right now. I'm still going with that. I'm taking Justin Wilson. If it changes your opinion, any, uh, all of the starters the Tigers face in the next week are right-handed. I don't, I mean, uh, not, so not your opinion I, on Wilson, just if you wanted to pick, I don't know, who's left-handed salty. Ghost. <laughs> That's obviously a... Those would be good choice. Um... Uh, salty. This would be your spot to take salty because he's gonna get a lot. He's gonna get the reps. I'll take salty instead. You talked me into That's it. A good choice. I, as I say that, I realize I should should have gone him too. Okay. Uh, that way, I'll keep Justin Wilson in the quiver for next time. I'll go salty, salty. <laughs> um. So you've blown Buck and I've blown JD. So that mm-hmm. sets you up nicely for the future. Oh yeah. Because JD will make an appearance, and it's going to be when you least expect it. I'm scared. <laughs> All right. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can. We are at podcastianos.com. I am at Jordan Hall 23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at podcastianos on the Twitter. And we would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Eric, anything else to say to the listeners before we head out for the week? I love you all. Oh, that's if I. I probably would more if I knew you or less if I knew you, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Based on Tiger's Twitter, I think it would be be less. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah, I guess all there's left to say is eat them up, Tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.